0: What up wonderful listeners, I go by the name of Adrian Daniels and you're now locked into the sound of Accra. This is the show where we chat with colourful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background or with a special interest to the city, bringing you one step closer to Accra. Before I get into today's guest, just to remind you, you can get the show notes by visiting the website thesoundofakwa.com, That's thesoundofakwa.com. Today I'm joined with Kwame Boadu He's the founder of Tailored Different an online platform aimed at black men's tailors and designers showcasing the tailors and designers who ensure your style is tailored different He also has some interesting projects taking place in Ghana which we'll get into Enjoy the podcast uh, Kwame, welcome to the show. How are you feeling?
1: I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Ah, It's always a pleasure, man. I, I know I've been chasing you a little bit, but finally we made that happen. For sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to mention, uh, guys, um, he also has some interesting projects taking place in Ghana, so we're going to get into that as well. Um, so just, just a quick one, Kwame. Um, I know uh haven't known you for too long, but... I know that you you seem to know quite a lot when it comes to uh, things going down in Ghana. Um, were you were you born in the UK or in Ghana? I was born in the UK. Really? Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was born in the UK.
1: Like,
0: okay, cool. Can you speak any of the languages like Tree?
1: I, I can speak Tree uh, to an extent. I'm not hundred percent fluent. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you
0: were fluent. I don't know why.
1: No, no I'm not hundred percent fluent just yet.
0: okay, cool. No, it's great. Yeah. I'm trying to get there myself. <laughs> yeah. And, um, okay. So you tailored different your platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good platform by the way. Um, Thank you. you know, I just spent a lot of time just going through it. Um, noticed, you know, you had different people on this and what I liked about it was that, um, you didn't just showcase, uh, celebrities, artists, athletes, uh, showcase everyday people. Uh, for example, I saw some friends and family on on the platform. And I, I think the impression I'm you're getting I'm getting sorry, correct me if I'm wrong is that um, um you know when it comes to men, gentlemen etc, black men, um, you don't necessarily you know have to be endowed with, you know, lots and lots of wealth to be able to dress well and look good. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, I don't think fashion is just limited to the wealthy. Um, At the end of the day, when it comes to fashion that, you know, we see around us, it's not every day, every single day, you know, we're all all trying to dress well. So I don't think it's just limited to just the celebrities or just the rich and famous. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that we can all have access to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that. Um, how would you say that the uh, the platform came about? Um, what was the inspiration behind starting it?
1: Um, so the inspiration for it was I was invited to a wedding, and my friend asked me to wear a kaftan which is like a it's like a it's it's like a piece of clothing that uh, is worn in West Africa. Okay, and he asked me to get like a specific design. Mm -hmm. And normally when I was younger, I'd get like, I wouldn't need to worry about that kind of stuff. So my mum would normally just sort it out for me. Now, Mm -hmm. I I tried looking for like a tailor, like online to see who could get this made for me. And I couldn't find anybody. So basically at that point, I thought, you know what? Um, So when it came and went, and I was thinking, thinking, you know what? There must be tailors out there. So, (laughs) you know, there must be, but I just don't know who they are. So for me, yeah. it was just about, can I find these people that are tailors that do these kind of pieces and what are they doing? What's going on at this moment in time? So then that's what made me think, you know what, if I'm going through this problem, it's probably that somebody else is going through this problem as well. So why don't I try to collate as much as I can and yeah. put it on one platform and just kind of showcase the different tailors that are around it um, in different markets. So from London to Af- to um, to the States, to um, to Africa as well. Showing the different um different fashion designers the different tailors that are on the ground yeah. or that are available in different markets
0: mm-hmm. okay okay well, that's a quite interesting story over there. Um, what I like about the platform is that uh, when you go and pretty much each image um, you've got a really cool comment there, a really cool caption, and then what you do is you then plug in the tailor behind you know each outfit or the, the you know the, the the fashion behind it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, How has that been? How's that been for you in terms of the response you've been getting on the back of that?
1: Um, so, some of the responses have been mixed. Um, I, when it comes to the captions, it's just what I get from the image, and no. I too try to like make sure I put down the i credit the person that's made the piece because yeah sometimes people can get a bit confused and think oh this is your pieces where right? these are <laughs> these these aren't my designs and i don't want to be they yeah. selling like a false promise it's like oh uh, <laughs> i get people come to my dms and ask me are you a tailor i'm like no i'm not a tailor i'm just showcasing tailors um, other tailors that i run and yeah. now getting started to get like people ask me to put their stuff on my on my page to say uh, can you showcase? Can you put this on my page, on your page to try and get new customers for them? So, um, oh, brilliant! This been is—you know—it's been gradually, it's been growing gradually. It's been—it's mm-hmm. been good so far. It's been a very interesting journey, just learning like the different fashion that's going on at the time, at different times of the year, different mm-hmm. events that are going on, different fashion shows, all that kind of stuff. I found mm-hmm. really interesting.
0: Okay, now that's really interesting. You know, I mean, even. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake of thinking that you were the tailor behind you know, the, the, the pictures I saw on the platform. Mm. And, you know, I was shocked to hear that you weren't, but you did a really good job of curating all of these uh, tailors and putting it together nicely on one platform. So well done to you for that. Um, it's not easy. Kwame, would you say this platform, I mean, as it's grown, I mean, you've you would say that you've got a really good idea of where men's fashion is going uh, in terms of like, uh, you know, tailoring formal wear and things like that?
1: Um, I can see, from what I can see so far, is that there probably will be a lot more going forward into the future. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Um, At the moment, I'm not sure where the African tailoring part of that fits in. Yeah. At the moment, I feel like a lot of people, like the impression I get is that it's for special events only. So, like, if you're going to a wedding, then yeah. you might wear, like, a piece there. Like, you might have an abadda there. If it's, like, mm-hmm. an Nigerian wedding, you might have a bad there. But, like, yeah. it's still kind of... Like, in, when I was in Ghana, I did yeah. see, like, people wearing cafetans just, like, on a general... Like, if they're going to the, an event, <laughs> not mm-hmm. just, like, a wedding or something like that, just, a, like, a networking event, I would see them wear, like, cafetans there. Yeah. So, but I'm not... Sure, at this moment in time here, it's... It, what, in London, it's still just it's still it's still growing at a smaller pace, but when it comes to like suits and stuff like that I'm seeing lots of different companies springing up. I'm seeing a lot of like in London as well I'm seeing a lot of black owned um, suit companies
0: are yeah, uh, making
1: pieces for like weddings or like if you want a business suit that you can't go to. Obviously you had that the Oswald um, Osold that I did so that I've been making suits or Savoy for quite some time, but there's other brands mm-hmm. coming up as well. Like yeah. uh Morts and More. Which I hard to say that. <laughs> yeah. So and then you have there's quite a few brands coming up at the moment like doing like suits or doing um business um sort of for like weddings or business suits. So mm-hmm. at this moment in time I can see that there is gonna be a lot more tailoring going forward.
0: Definitely! Wow, I mean that's quite a revelation, then, and that actually leads me to to the next question perfectly because I was actually going to ask you, Kwame, um, just the state of the high street, be it back in Accra or even London, England, or beyond. Um, I think men, gentlemen, I think we're just tired of wearing the same old stuff that you just get out of the box in retail. Mm. Do you think that the independent uh, creators uh, or tailors, if you will, they're now disrupting what's out there in the mainstream market?
1: When it comes to the mainstream, mainstream, like, what do you mean by mainstream? Do you mean like the just generally or just like more like when it comes to mainstream, like black people in general?
0: Yeah, for example, I mean, you could take, for example, in London, you can go into, uh, you walk into a Burton or a TM Lewin, etc., and buy a suit, you know, and get mm-hmm. something obviously tailored to your, to, to your measurement, exactly. Or, mm-hmm. for example, you can walk in, in a car, you could just go to a, w- a Wooden, you know wooden right? Mm-hmm. You walk to wooden maybe get something there out of the, the shelves and off maybe get it tailored. Yeah. So you know, you have those well-known brands that are usually have the, their retail stores or chains,
1: mm. but then
0: you do have these have independent the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you think uh, those brands are now starting to take over because of the power I of social they, media and everything?
1: I think with the power of social media, a lot of these brands are definitely making and having an impact and their impacts will grow as their okay. brands grow. Um, you're, I'm seeing like, for example, um, for the rock nation branch, um, Last mm-hmm. year and this year, he had his suits done by the same person, and his brand. Really? His um, so this um there's a tailor called Davison Freire. Um, okay. I think he's based in France, or so he's he's basically. Uh, he, I know he's in the US at the moment. but He's yeah. comfortable France, from what I know. Mm-hmm. And he he's been making like um, Jay Z suits for both nation branches over the last two years. So wow. you're having individual designers like that who are making an impact, who are definitely, ch- um, I say changing how things are seen. Um yeah. I mean, back when you we were growing up, I thought like it was just one-offs, but I'm seeing a lot more like independents um, who are having an impact on uh, on men's talent.
0: Yeah, no, I can't agree with you more. I mean, there's a show in CNN. I don't know if you've seen it before. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's it's Africa Talks or something. I can't remember. Awesome. Um, but, yeah, there's been a lot of fashion designers uh, showcasing on that TV show. It's like a half-an-hour show showcasing, you know, um, achievers or entrepreneurs or creatives across okay. Africa. And, yeah, one you thing, see a lot of... Mm-hmm.
1: One thing I want to say about, like, Ghana, specifically across, is mm-hmm. that I'm seeing, like, people, like, I'm seeing... In Ghana, in general, there's a lot more billboards, like, like really yeah. tall billboards. So if you compare mm-hmm. it to, like, London, you don't see those, that, that height. True. <laughs> you yeah, see true. And I'm seeing like different fashion designers on those as well. Yeah. So um that's a great platform. Mm. Yeah, it's a great platform. It's very visual. You mm-hmm. and it kind of tells you exactly where the where the store is. So there's one designer uh, called Broman Who? Uh, yeah, I know Roman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you're seeing that, and I remember there's one part. I think on the way to uh, on the way to Osu, there's yeah, so he yeah. has like one big billboard. And I guess yeah. that's something that definitely stood out to me in Ghana.
0: It's the way that it, the these fashion designers or, you know, these brands are being promoted, you know, in those countries and cities. Yeah. 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 Oh, definitely. I, I can't agree with you more regarding that. Um, and I think because one thing about the African uh, fashion or tailoring, et cetera, is that it's just that it's just so vibrant, uh, mm. with creativity and it's just oozing with, with colour so it just really catches you no matter where you're from even when you, you're even if you're a and you know I, it just gets me every time you know when I'm just surrounded by all of these different uh, different styles coming out and you know it just keeps me you know wanting to go and get more and more, you A know, custom fit. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. I, mean, I always get my yeah. mum, you know, buying me wooden shirts and things like that. You know, mm-hmm. you know, whether I'm in, in London or Accra, you know, George wants to take me out and, you know, get all this stuff. But, you know, I've seen a lot of up-and-coming, you know, fashion tailors who are doing their own thing and they're just like, okay, cool. I think I need to get me some of that. I need to get me some of this. So it's just like (laughs) there's now a huge array of uh, selection coming out now. Sometimes you just don't know where to go or what to do, but that's the excitement about it that we're not limited. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but one no, thing I've sure. noticed about your platform is um, there are a lot of uh, African-inspired styles in there. Um, does that come from your background as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, so, and also, I felt like those were the the ones that maybe didn't get the most showcasing. Uh, whereas I think mm-hmm. with like the like the European like for the European suits and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I thought that like they like, you, it's easier to find uh, those brands whereas when it comes to like yeah. the African uh, like the African tailors um may not have the same kind of penetration in the in the like in the west as as compared to like the and obviously that would make sense because they're in Africa mm-hmm. so their, their penetration in Africa would be different to um, the penetration that they have here but I mm-hmm. did think that that was something that you know could that I
0: could work on. I'm with you in that, yeah. Oh, totally, 100%. Um, this is actually a question that wasn't actually planned, but it just came up, uh, actually. Um, with this whole be the return period that took place between 2019 and 2020, um, you know, with some of the celebrities from America, for example, that came over, mm-hmm. obviously you saw them wearing a lot of, um, you know, African styles out there in Accra. I mean, what was mm-hmm. your thoughts on that? I
1: thought that was good. So, um, one of the tailors that that did a few pieces that I saw online was, um, chocolate by Kwekupi mm-hmm. And he, and he does like one off pieces. They range in prices, but he does like one off pieces. And I, and I went to his store as well. That was in mm. the, oh, where is that again? It was <laughs> Kempinski. Um, Kempinski. Yes. Uh, yeah, Kempinski. Uh, Glar- <laughs> and he, so he does that. He, I saw him do different pieces and I thought that was good because if you're coming to Africa, um, yeah, and you're coming to Ghana, and you and you're going to be on the ground. Then, if you're going to support and support like the local tailors, get help, give them a, a platform to new new markets and different mm-hmm. people that can see. There's a lot of vibrant stuff going on on the ground.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there's a lot of um, creative uh, designers out there in Ghana, and it's not even just in the fashion corner. I think in in art as well, yeah, and 100%. music, like all yeah. the creative arts. Yeah, yeah, we're endowed with uh, very talented people out there. I uh, yeah. couldn't, couldn't say that more. And your platform, um, it's got a good following now. It's doing great. But I know you've got some plans to kind of take it to the next level. Um, could you share with the audience some of the, um, the ideas you you got for the for Taylor Different?
1: Um, so for Taylor Different, my my. So my thoughts are just to basically keep building the brand, but also to start offering a service myself. To have mm-hmm. like because um, one of the things I, I know personally is that people always feel that they get let down by tailors, that they can yeah. um the trust level is low. So it's mm-hmm. an offer a service where it gives you that trust that you will get your stuff when it tells you that you'll get your stuff, um, that we do what we sell would do to give and also to give that kind of quality that people feel like they can't be missing. I remember like when my mum was used to get stuff done for us when yeah. she go to Ghana, then sometimes mm-hmm. they'd come back and the neck would be a bit small <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I had that. Yeah, you see, and it's like <laughs> those are the annoying things where it's like they could be just there could be small, small adjustments yeah. and that would help like help uh, help people buying more to having these kind of stuff done. where if it's if it's an XL or if it's a large, it's going to be a large. It's not going to come as a large, but then you look at it, it feels like it's a medium or small. It's yeah. just, yeah, like just having that kind of service where people can trust that they will get, that they'll get the kind of quality that they expect if they were to go into a Western institution.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I can definitely relate to that at so many levels. I mean, one <laughs> one is with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one was with a uh, a, a wedding, a couple of weddings I had in Nigeria, actually in Lagos last year. Um, mm-hmm. So my friend's <laughs> his wedding actually ended up in Bella Niger. But essentially, what happened was. Um, so a lot of the stuff we wore, it got tailored out there. Yeah. And some of the stuff for his brother's wedding, who's my best friend, mm-hmm. um, it got tailored out there. Mm-hmm. And what happened was when we were trying it towards, you know, our return back to London, you know, some of it didn't fit well. And I was just like, uh, and it came in the last minute, like right before we caught our flight because the tailor took so long. And yeah. these are some of the, the things which are quite annoying. And I'm pleased yeah. that you're launching something like this.
1: Yeah, because that's one of the things of um, like I know a lot of people as not just it's not just men; it's women as well. That I've heard a lot of these kind of stories where they have had like their pieces made, or they've they've expected it to come by a certain date and it's not come, or it's um, they've expected the piece to be done and the woman's keep that like the tailors or the seamstress has told them, "Oh yeah, come tomorrow, come tomorrow." <laughs> and At the end of the day, like we don't have we're not there forever, it. We're not yeah. going to be, you know, and it's not, it's just that doesn't fulfill the people's trust. Is it, And I think that's one of the biggest things in Africa in general is, is that, can I trust you to get this done by the time you say you're going to do it?
0: yeah oh that's that's a very very good point and i think one thing that lets us down in west africa at least is the concept of timing and customer service i mean we could have another podcast about this. I, know, <laughs> I know in the whatsapp group uh mm. you know with all the americans and british people which so many people heard me talk on other podcasts about um you know we talk about things like that all the time um but what's quite interesting me is that um I think there is a demand for what you're looking to launch because, again, I think it was the other day, I'm sure you and one of the WhatsApp groups um, were on, and Mm -hmm. someone was looking for a tailor. I don't know if you saw that comment.
1: I'm not sure. I didn't see that one.
0: Okay, yeah. But, I mean, it just shows... These WhatsApp
1: chats are very busy.
0: Yeah, of course, very noisy as well. So you know, someone asked if you saw it, but yeah, it it goes a hundred miles per hour because there's just so many people and so many messages, and only so much life you can live in a day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, looking forward to this. This is something I'll definitely sign up to, and you know, we should definitely, you know, make that happen. Okay, um, black men's fashion. Um, would you say that we're lacking, you know, like a mainstream? designer in general like regardless of whether they're African African being whatever just maybe Western uh, the Western world or Africa whatever do you think in general missing like you know mainstream designer like design brands like at least for men's fashion Um, from a black from a black
1: uh, I think I remember growing up when we'd have things like a Fat Farm, you'd have like a Rockerwear, yeah, you'd have like you'd have a lot of these brands like. And now I do see like you have the uh, Trapsters, you have the bench arts. Mm-hmm. Um I think, but that's more like for casual where They are starting to go into more like jeans and like, um, like less 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 casual, less like what yeah. I do think there is a gap for something like. Mm-mm. That's like that, you know that's got a mass appeal because a lot of these like American brands that we grew up yeah. with, you can't find you don't see them about no more.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You
1: don't, you don't see them about like I remember like in the early two thousands there was you had a lot of these different brands that were like African American that you had Fubu. Yeah, you, you had so many different brands, and it seems like they've all kind of either stopped making stuff or they true. don't do things on the same kind of scale. And yeah, I do think that's something that is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that is something that is missing. But I don't know because the, the, a lot of those were like street streetwear brands.
0: Yeah,
1: and so I'm not sure what the appetite is for that. But I know <laughs> that you know we still we still wear jeans. Right? Yeah, still, well, obviously they're not going to be as bad as they were back then. Of
0: but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're not going to oh, have the baggage cheese. But at the same time, it's like, I felt like they could have moved with the times a bit. And it's, it seems True. like they've all kind of fallen away. Yeah. Um, and it's like, there's, there's nothing like that. No. like we, As I said, we have like in the UK, you've got a trap star who Yeah. Definitely is something that's there. Um, mm-hmm. You've got like a Benjar as well. But yeah. I think they, they're all kind of just starting to break through. I think Traps has been going for quite some time, but like mm-hmm. other brands are not really. They, I don't see the same, and it also seems like it's one or two. I don't see yeah. it's not the same kind of like back in the early two thousands. It was like it felt like I was a wave.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about smart and formal wear? Um, smart and formal wear. Definitely the gap there.
1: I think there's definitely like if it like off the shelf kind of um, pieces.
0: Yeah, even off the shelf pieces. Yeah,
1: yeah. Off the, sh- I don't. Off the top of my head, I can't think of like a off the top, uh, like a sh- off the shelf brand like that.
0: Yeah. That's definitely something that could be addressed. Obviously, women we don't even talk about that, but we talking about men's in in yeah. general right now. I think you know there is a gap for like something mainstream that you can just pick up rather than yeah. having to go to a custom rather tailor. To, uh, rather yeah. than having to
1: have it tailored, yeah, I think that's exactly, something that, yeah. that could be better, yeah. that could be better worked on, yeah
0: yeah and I think some of the pieces that you showcase in the platform just going back to that I think you know some stuff like that should be available mainstream you know not even necessarily in Africa I think you know maybe the u k America et cetera you know available to where uh maybe Africans or Caribbeans are you know are living in in, in these countries around the world because maybe they will be able to pick that off the shelf
1: yeah that's so. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to showcase like these different brands because some of them are there, but they don't have the platforms to yeah. to um, to address like a mainstream. That they're, they're just like if you know, it's one of those things. If you know, you know. But like that's not. I don't know. If, I don't think that's enough at this moment in time. I feel like we there's a lot more we can do. Or that's what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. to help like bridge the gap between our not knowing and finding out about the, all these different brands. Cause yeah. there are people making a lot of different pieces out there. Um, whether they be off the shelf, whether they be, um, uh, made, made to, but I do think also in the UK, mm-hmm. um, the, as a black, black community, we don't yeah. necessarily have like a central place to go buy our stuff from. So true. We, we don't like, for example, uh, from what I understand about America is that there are places where you have like black, it's like a black business dish, district almost where <laughs> when you're going there, you know that everything you're going to buy is from a black owned entity. You don't yeah. have that same kind of vibe here. So yeah. it can make it a bit difficult.
0: True. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of directories, the online little directories that people are building, but there's nothing like offline. Um, I know, what do you call it? Uh, one of my friends here, I, mean, I think he's trying to do something similar, but for black food. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's other people that are trying to do something for fashion, but it's nothing central in general in terms of black mm-hmm. business, which is which is actually a good point. Okay. Uh, so let's move on a little bit so uh, rewind back a bit um, towards Christmas Spirit um, mm-hmm. I know I I got to see you in Ghana at Panaphilic. Yeah. Uh, once again I just want to thank you again for <laughs> uh, pointing that out in the WhatsApp group wow. that you know that that event was still available to attend because what happened because um, I saw um, I just got out from the cinema watched Gold Coast Lounge recommended by um, anyate shout out to anyate and then I was like, okay, cool. I think I'm just gonna head home now and get the Uber. And then I saw your message that like, ah, oh, anybody can come to the event; you don't need a ticket. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so I jumped in and I came, and obviously I saw you there and I saw everybody pretty much yeah. from the WhatsApp group. It was great. Yeah, um, but yeah, on the time. back of that, um, mm-hmm. what was your experience and your your take on the uh, the year return periods? Just to kind of plug that in before you yeah, move no. on.
1: So yeah, All right, so I was in Ghana twice last year. I was there mm-hmm. in April. And I was there in December um, into January this year. Um, yeah. I felt, for me, it was good. I, in general, I thought it was good. I remember coming in April and like seeing the new airport and thinking, oh, okay, because there's a difference. Like, cause I was coming through Portugal, so in Ooh. Portugal you've got, yeah, so I took TAP and so... Okay. You got to get onto the tarmac and then you got to go yeah. and it disembark and then go through the terminal and then I get to a car <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. I'm just going straight into the airport terminal. There's no need to go back onto the tarmac anymore. It's just, yeah, that's a, nice, and, isn't it? Yeah, see, it's, yeah, it's a nice feeling and it's like something that we don't like. I I heard that they done uh, renovations to the airport, but mm-hmm. I was not anticipating it and I didn't expect it. So it was it was definitely like a nice feeling to be back when I got back. Um, and I did think. I felt like there is – sorry. I felt like when I got back to Ghana, there's still Mm – like, the year return on the ground Like to average people, I don't understand how much they knew about it. Like, to just an everyday person, a lay person, I'm not sure how much they took it in or how much they understood about the actual project. Um,
0: That's a good point. I know,
1: like, and I I felt like – and like for example, um Detty Rave, when I went to Dirty Rave, like speaking <laughs> to the um speaking to the like the taxi drivers, mm-hmm. they, I don't think they were aware of like the event happening there. What? Or like yeah, like okay. speaking to them is that like, speaking to them I, like they weren't aware and it's like once they got there it's like I oh, realized oh this is the reason why there was traffic there. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't get the feeling that they were completely Understood, completely understood everything that was going on around the time and so mm. I thought yeah so and then <laughs> and I, I like listen to the radio like because yeah. like, my parents listen to the Ghanaian radio here a lot yeah. I didn't Love really it. hear a lot about the um, about return on the radios like the Ghanaian radios mm-hmm. the least the Ghanaian radio station I didn't really hear anything about that
0: um, yeah uh, but <laughs> from it's more an like, online thing wasn't it
1: I think it was a more known thing and I think obviously they did a lot to get like the African American that well engaged yeah. in coming back to Af- uh, come back to Ghana and I think that's a necessary step that um, like, especially the time in which we live where the cult of celebrity is so big that you need to, you, you need to understand how to engage the people now a yeah. lot of what I heard is that once they got to Ghana I don't think there was like a lot of people were saying that there's not enough done to actually get them to like to connect with um to connect with their like their cultural uh, ancestry as such where very know, true oh, you you you've come to Ghana, oh, cool, but Ghana's not just a craft.
0: Uh, exactly. Yeah. I
1: think that's one thing a lot of people miss. Ghana, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many different parts of Ghana, not just one central, <laughs> central region.
0: <laughs> it's just like how some of these Americans, they think uh, London's a country. I mean, yeah. I, I've actually experienced, I mean, I've been in America um, with my childhood friend and his friends actually think London is a country. And I have to tell them, no, it's just a capital, mate. Um so I agree with you with that one. But I mean I mean there were some celebrities who definitely went on that journey, um just to, to trying to learn more about their roots. Um, I mean, you mm. had the Ludacris's, TIs, etc. I mean, they went to the Cape Coast and all that, even Steve Harvey. Um but I guess apart from that, you didn't really dig deep, isn't it?
1: I mean, even to honest with you, I went to so I went to Cape Coast, I went to Elmina.
0: Like, yeah. No,
1: I went to Cape Coast, um okay. and I went to uh Kakum Natural Park. I
0: love I, it.
1: I, yeah, I loved <laughs> it there. But yeah. I felt like the journey there was that like they they could, they, they, like, especially knowing that this is the year, this is going to happen. Yeah. Like, a lot more could have been done around the votes, especially leading oh, the to these leading to these major major sites. Like, you know, a lot of people are going to come back and forth from Accra, um, going back and forth on that, on that road. And I thought a lot more could have been done on that. To at least make sure, like, it's a smoother journey, like, because I was mm-hmm. looking, at, I was, when I went to Kakuma, I was like, wow, this road is a lot, and I was <laughs> in a coach, I was just like, this yeah. road is a lot, like, and if, for example, there was one night, I, um, there was one day show. we went up to the Volta region, mm-hmm. and on the the way right, right there, it was yeah. the road, some of the roads, some of the poles were just horrendous, It's just <sighs> that. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done in regards to that. There's
0: some good roads though. Going to Volta region, there's some good roads, but there's a lot of some. good
1: roads. Some like there were some roads where it's kind of plain and it was it was easy, but like the roads leading up to the uh, the center, uh, the uh, the capital of that region was horrendous. Yeah. That <sighs> that specific stretch of road was just horrendous. There's no other way to put it.
0: <laughs> it's like there's no choice sometimes because I've seen with Ghana we're limited in uh, how we travel, like you know, the, by car or by plane, pretty much. Or yeah, you, you don't want to go coach. You honestly don't want to go coach. Uh, I mean, I to they they're alright, but I don't do that. I
1: don't. I take like So whenever I go to Kumasi, I take that the VIP. Okay, Um, which is like a coach. Um,
0: Yeah, the VIP coach. Yeah,
1: yeah. um, I'll do that. Going there, coming back, Uh, and I I do think we lack so much in our infrastructure. When like there's only two ways to go to literally travel. I know they're doing some some work on the rail now. Yeah, but it's like yeah, hopefully because I like certain certain trips. For example, if you're in London, yeah, if you land in Heathrow you don't you don't necessarily it's not just by car that you're going to travel around the u k uh, yeah you' you can you can get like the train train, uh, train service out <laughs> uh, out into out into london yeah and then when you get into london if you want to now move up 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 towards the north or you want to move to the west or the uh, or to, uh, further south you can take mm-hmm. trains you don't need to uh, it doesn't need, now need to be another either a coach journey or a car journey that you have to take but True. With have gone it's like if you know, I didn't even. For example, I've never gone to the north, but I, I, I didn't know that if you you could actually take a, um, a plane to the north. I thought you're taking really? if you're going to the north, yeah, you can take a plane up to like. Um, yeah,
0: my, my parents do that all the time because my dad's from the north. To the so. North region. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was unaware.
0: <laughs>
1: really? I was completely. Yeah, I was completely unaware. But
0: then okay. I never. It's quite been pricey. Come, yeah. Is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in the hundreds, basically want to go to the north? Yeah, like for example, even if on a flight like Tamale, like it's, I think like in pounds, it's like, I think just over or just under 100 pounds roughly.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I think that's due to volume. So, um, it's good that it exists, but I don't think it's promoted well. That's the shame Mm, um, about a lot of things. It's just under-promoted in Africa, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, You have to find and discover all these things. Um, That is hopefully.
1: I've, I've, uh, I've, it's it's one thing that needs a lot more work on because it's like it's not it's that if you know if you know the right people I think that's the thing with Africa definitely is that your network has to be strong right yeah. you have to build out your network whilst you're there mm-hmm. and speak to a lot more different people because if your network is not strong like what you're looking for could be around the corner but you don't know and you don't true. if you don't speak to the right person you won't find out
0: oh true oh definitely yeah um you do need to build that contact book, you know, if you want to get anywhere <laughs> far in Ghana. And that's something I can testify to. Great. Okay. Um, but one thing I will say actually, just to add to that is, you know, there's too much emphasis on the and There's too much emphasis on just trying to put a on the map rather than just trying to develop the country in general. I think that needs to be addressed.
1: Uh, uh, you see, so I'm not from a Quran so, I I have two ways of looking at it um, mm-hmm. because obviously, like for example, when somebody comes to the UK, they're going to land in London, and yeah. that means that London is their impression of how they see yeah, how they see uh, how they see the UK, yeah. and so it has to have a it has to have an impression it has to have a good impression on it.
0: True. Very true. Yeah. It has, it's like a, it has, like a shop window, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, literally, it's your shop window, and it has so there has to be a good impression on people as when they land, uh, you know, for especially in the developmental stage that we're going through. Like uh, people going to London, that's how they're going to see our, our country. Um So definitely, that there has to be some sort of focus on on a car. A car needs to develop. It needs to be the, the infrastructure needs to be there whilst in Accra. But obviously, because I'm not from Accra, I'd like to see, you know, different parts of Ghana develop at the same rate as well. Because there's a lot of work to be done all over the country. Once you travel out of Accra, you can see how much work is still there to be done. So there's a lot to do.
0: No, I agree. And um, you're not from Accra. You're from Ashanti region, right? Is Is that where you're from? Yeah. Okay, great. And you, you know, um this works nicely with the next part of the the podcast. So you're actually building, you know, a, a student's hostel in Mampong in the Shanti region, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. It's a very interesting project. Um, how did that come about?
1: Um, so that basically started my mum started it some years back mm-hmm. and she she stopped doing it for whatever reason. And so okay. just she asked she spoke to me and my brothers and was just like, um, I, I've got this project, um, I can either myself to the land and, and just chill, or do you guys mm-hmm. want to take it on? And so we thought about it and we thought, okay, we'll take it on and we'll see yeah. what we can do with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's been interesting because obviously <laughs> building building buildings in Ghana, building in Africa is not easy. It's, it's not easy. Not <laughs> that dealing with these the, the quotes and... Um, Making sure, like the prices and inflation as well, costing. Um, it, it's been a very interesting journey, but it's been good. So um, hopefully we, we can complete most of it by the end of this year. So
0: really, yeah, really? yeah.
1: So it has been, okay. it has been an interesting, it has been an interesting journey, but it's been good. Mm. It's been definitely been good.
0: Brilliant, and like, uh, this, how many like uh, units or rooms does this uh, hostel consist of?
1: Um, so I think we're going to try to get to like twenty rooms in the whole hostel Not um, and on that piece of land there's another there's like a space for uh, equivalent or even bigger size hostel to be built on, but we will look into that once we finish this one. We just want to take <laughs> we want to
0: finish this one first. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean baby steps here uh, yeah. there's a really good project to got going on, and I'm guessing there are some educational institutions surrounding the area as well.
1: Yeah, so there's a, a university nearby, which um, uh, just is where we're coming from.
0: Okay, not bad. Okay, and how many years in the making has this project been on been going on for?
1: Um, so I think we looked into it, it's been about two years so far. Okay. So, yeah, probably what we're we'll finishing, hopefully, well, we'll finish most of it by the end of this year, probably.
0: Brilliant. And has it been a stop-start project, or has it been bit, ongoing? I
1: mean, it's been a bit stop-start. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit sort of so yeah. it's been it's a, it's, very, it's a lot it's very capital intensive at this stage isn't it so yeah, yeah. it's been a bit so sort
0: of oh, I can imagine yeah but I mean the good thing about Africa is you know you, your your money goes further which 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 is, yeah, what it, that is it does it helps but at the same time sometimes it can go uh, backwards when you get the wrong quotes or people trying to That's steal <laughs> That's what,
1: and also the, the cost is because of the level and also like, the, I think the biggest problem is is, uh, is the currency rate. Like, the fluctuations can make it that, like for example when we were in Ghana it was I think 7.4 7.5 that like, mm-hmm. was there and now yeah. it's gone down to like 6.7 oh but, so it's got stronger now, again so, yeah so it's got stronger again which makes mm-hmm. it which means like it becomes that that can make a big difference on, on what you're doing
0: of course, of course, man. Every penny counts, or every <laughs> city counts, should I say, in this case, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, um, it's good that, you know, the project has been able to continue, even without you being there. Did you have, like, a project manager or someone? Um,
1: yeah, so there's somebody that my mom trusts. That's that's <laughs> other thing. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, trust is a big thing, so. Okay. Yeah, there's somebody that my mom trusts that's been overseeing a lot of our stuff for her. That does um, some, uh, so that's been doing uh, some of this for
0: us. Yeah, that's brilliant, and that's one of the the key things about doing business in Ghana. Um, for you guys oh, that don't know, you need oh, someone that you can trust, but it's extremely difficult to find that person. Uh, the amount of stories I could tell you, um, about you stories know, catastrophes, real stories, because of businesses that have collapsed because of people that you couldn't trust is ridiculous. Or so even properties. Um, one story that my grandmother um told me. Um, which I'll never forget is a story about a man. I can't remember if it was a relative or something, but basically there's a man who's building a house in Ghana and he think he was based in the UK and he would send money. Uh, and I think this was going on for years. And then what he would get every now and then was like a picture or update about how the house is uh, being built. When the man finally got to get to see the house Kwame, um, mm-hmm. he basically got told, okay, the, the house doesn't actually exist. The yeah. man apparently dropped, dropped dead. Yeah,
1: dropped because dead. Look, think about it. Right now in London, what's It's like four degrees. Yeah, yeah. it's four degrees. You're gonna have to go to work. You have to make sure you know you keep it. And, and it, he's been sending money to the Ghana for years. Like if he thinks about the amount of money he sent when he, when he the amount of money sent back there. Yeah, like uh, easily tens of thousands of pounds. Like hundred, hundred percent easily. And so now to just come here and people that you think you can trust, and then you go and you look at it and nothing's been done. So basically, that money just basically just went up in flames.
0: <sighs> man, it yeah. just went up in yeah.
1: smoke. Yeah. Literally, just yeah. went up in flames. So yeah. I can understand why it would happen to something like that because it's a yeah. lot. It's not easy to take that information in.
0: It's not, no. It really isn't, yeah. That's the thing. And You know, you work hard here and some people think that uh, money grows in trees, so out there they just sabotage it and they don't, you know, appreciate it and they just take it for granted.
1: Um, I mean, there are people, like, I mean, there are people that you can trust and like, it's just, it's about finding them, I guess. Mm, it, is okay. about, it is about finding them,
0: which is not yeah. easy. Okay. not easy. mm Done. definitely and what's been some of the biggest challenges or learning curves from from the project you've been working on
1: um mainly for me it's just been about um, product like project management and just understanding the, um, how how things get done there and yeah because yeah, it's like it's not the same here it's like like for example I'll give you an example mm-hmm. so I was there in April and yeah. the to work on the, uh, on, on the project at that time, yeah. And so, uh, like, they use bamboo sticks to like hold the ceilings in place. Um, and when we uh, when I got there, the, the person that we I uh, speak to was just uh, the person that's been coordinating for us. It's like there was mm-hmm. a lot more bamboo sticks here, but they basically mean it's been used to, like people re- literally just taking them. And yeah. so Ugh.
0: that happens all the time.
1: It's not. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's just been. And it's just that like, like here, like obviously that people still think here is what it's not but it's just it just felt like it's just just common. Just like all right, cool. You just have to keep going and just keep and just and work around it.
0: You do. You just have to cut your losses, unfortunately. I mean, I've been around so many, you know, projects back in Ghana and I've seen that happen time and time again where I've actually trained myself to, you know, not let an eye blink or move out of sight when your project is going on, you know, whether that's, you know, Labor, materials, money being given, etc. You've got to really be accountable for every penny and keep an eye on everything, every person that moves or that's involved because you can lose. And it, it's like the Bible, what the Bible says, you know, it's the little um, foxes that ruin the vineyard. And yeah. it's true, the little things, these are the things that, you know, can sabotage a big project. And yeah. um, that's so. really what it is. I mean, uh, it's really hard. I mean, for example, I know uh, the people behind you know, number one Oxford Street, yeah, yeah, uh, so is that,
1: is that no, no but yeah, cool.
0: yeah, so I mean, I know people who were behind the project, um, and they were telling me that basically, um, the project was actually due to finish, um, I think maybe two, three years ago or something but okay. it's only just finished like December because of the these issues of trust and you know people just not being reliable or going yeah. over budget you know all these different things so I think it's a constant challenge in the world of construction engineering um these are just the encounters you just get whether you like it or not
1: yeah
0: okay um Kami yeah, sure. just to wrap this up um what would you say a, a craw sounds to you when someone says a craw? What, what comes to mind? What are you thinking of? What comes to mind
1: when I go to a craw? What comes to mind
0: when I go to a craw? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I put you on uh, the spot there, but t- t- you can take a few seconds.
1: I'm just for me, probably just the music. Yeah, um, yeah, bad. definitely just the music because being around and just going to different spots, um, like going into um, like trying to get into bloom and it's just <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's just the music it's shout everywhere.
1: out to Isaac for knowing he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the music the music in your cars. it's a lot uh, you like for example um, R.I.P. Pop Smoke like yeah. the first time I heard Pop Smoke was when I was in Ghana
0: oh right and, okay
1: yeah and it was just like his music was like what's, what's, what's going off I was just like wow what's going on here like I don't <laughs> know who this person is I'm confused that. Didn't know nah, who he passed <laughs> he <paused. laughs> Yeah. I was, I was, and then it was like, when he passed, I was like, people are like, oh, you heard it in Masters and Ghana," but you didn't know. I was like, and then okay. I listened to some of his tracks, I was like, no, I definitely heard it. Definitely. <laughs> like, I, I just didn't know who he was. It's just, it, music and a cry. it's so vibrant as well. Like, and you'll be, like, it'll be everywhere. Like, you'll be at like a little, like, for example, Purple Pub, and it'll just be, the the yeah. DJ there, or it's just, like, wherever you are, like, yeah, you'll definitely have uh, some sort of entertainment. you have definitely have some sort of music and it just, it's just everywhere.
0: I wish you'd get you in uh, the music department of the tourism department of Ghana because I think <laughs> <laughs> you really pitched that well, Kwame. Uh, I
1: mean, uh, no, nah, because, like, I, I've always, like, I remember when I first like to hear like here and that was yeah. something, like, growing up, you hear, like, you go to the hall parties and you'd, you'd hear the music there but then, what you listen to on the radio is completely different, but now it's like they've kind of like you, what you hear in like a normal whole party. Yeah, it's the same kind of stuff you hear on the radio as well. So it's just like you, you know, we've we've made a huge
0: steps forward. Is there something that you want to um, announcement you want to make to to the listeners?
1: I was one thing I want to say to all the people listening: it's a Ghana. It's not just a Get outside of a Go and see this, the, the go and see different parts of the country, like go to the Volta region, go to Ho, go to see the waterfalls, go see different parts of Ghana. Because at the end of the day, it's not just one, like one point. Like when mm-hmm. you go, when you stay in Accra, I feel like you're in a bit of a bubble. Uh, you know, you can be in cantiments the whole <laughs> trip and not really taking, <laughs> and not really taking the whole of what Ghana's got uh. to offer and there's so much that's out there there's so much like different like just different vibes different feel, feel just the feeling the energy all over the whole country just uh, get out tell of a car. Them, tell them I
0: mean I spend a lot of time doing that uh, <laughs> please tell them man, I'm tired of this so you know the The people just stay in rage Osu airports you know come on canton bands <laughs> ah come on get out now yeah okay Tommy, how can people stay yeah. in touch with you and follow um your journey of of Taylor Different and everything you're working on?
1: i um, so for my personal page it is kbody1 okay. on Instagram. Um, that's my personal page that has like different things mm-hmm. of what I'm doing and what I'm working on uh, for the Taylor and stuff at the moment. Just um, follow me on Taylor Different. Great. Uh, it's Taylor Different. It's one uh, D.
0: Brilliant. He is there, ladies and gentlemen. Kwame, thanks again for being on the show. You've been a great sport. And for the listeners, all of the uh key points and references we made will be in the show notes. And how you can get in touch with Kwame be in the show notes. Once again, you can go on to com. That's the sound of aqua.com. Great. Well, thanks again,
1: Kwame. Thank you very much for
0: having and- yeah, welcome, of course, anytime. And take care, guys, until the next one. So there you have it, guys. Uh, that was Kwame Boadu from Tailored Different. Once again, Tailored Different is the online platform aimed at black men's tailors and designers, showcasing the tailors and designers to ensure your style is tailored different. Uh, we'll have all the links for you on the show notes at thesoundofaqua.com i hope you enjoyed that podcast guys um we ain't stopping anytime soon we got more podcasts coming up, almost on a weekly basis um more episodes to come remember if you feel like you are suitable for the podcast or you want to join the show drop us an email info at the sound of a come. i know people have been asking when is the sound of a crowd going to be in other podcast streaming platforms don't worry We're working on it, but we're going to work with SoundCloud for the meantime. Once again, I've been your host, Adrian Daniels. And have a good day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Have a great day. Stay blessed. God bless. Take care.